Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. With a potentially long window of time to prepare for the 2020 season, I'm digging into some statistical analysis. Recently, I've done pods on category busters. Before that, I offered up top 10 fantasy seasons by position. I've also done top rookies and sleepers and breakthrough players, draft strategy and mock first round, position by position preview and more. We've had some time here. Here's a reminder you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. And for the next little while, maybe a long while, since we don't know when or if baseball is coming back, I'm going to tackle some statistics and see how that might affect the perception of players coming into the 2020 season. Yesterday was about hitters and batting average on balls in play. So today, I'll flip it the other way, go with pitchers and batting average on balls in play. So the principle behind batting average on balls in play is this. Hitters and pitchers don't independently control the results of what happens once the ball leaves the bat, provided that it stays in play. Defense matters. Because of that, there is a tendency for the batting average on balls in play to fluctuate from year to year. This isn't a universal truth, but it's a general take when dealing with four to 500 position players and a few hundred pitchers. When it comes to pitchers, there don't appear to be a lot of exceptions, but the most overpowering pitchers do tend to induce weak contact too, at least in their very best seasons. Year 2000, Pedro Martinez, for example, had a 236 batting average on balls in play. It's part of the reason that his 1999 season, when he didn't have that batting average on balls in play magic, might have been even better. So, who are some pitchers that struggled with batting average on balls in play in 2019? Let's start with John Lester. Sure, he's 36 years old, so he's naturally not going to be what he was during his peak years but he also had the worst batting average on balls in play among qualified starters last season at 347. It was 290 the year before, and Lester sits at 301 for his career, so maybe don't write him off altogether just based on 2019's results. Let's take a look at Kevin Gosman. Last season was fairly disastrous for Gosman as he finished with a 5.72 ERA, though he was better out of the Cincinnati bullpen than he was in Atlanta where he really struggled. Nevertheless, his high batting average on balls in play is not standard. 2018, it was 299. It's 314 for his career. So if there's some reason for hope beyond San Francisco having a pitcher-friendly park, it is that Gosman is likely to have better luck on balls in play. Max Fried had a wonderful season for the Braves, winning 17 games in 2019. But his 336 batting average on balls in play was a little high. That's pretty much the bulk of his major league track record. He threw 59 and two-thirds innings in the previous two seasons. So his career BABIP is 333, a number I would still expect to come down, but Freed doesn't get the benefit of previous career results to weigh, on, weigh in on his behalf. David Price is a pitcher who has a consistently had a low batting average on balls in play. His career mark is 290, but last season it was 336, in part because he also gave up the highest hard hit rate of his career. He's 34 years old, so decline in performance and health problems could be a real issue but a healthy price is likely to see that BABIP come down. He could very well deliver a quality season for the Dodgers. In three of the past four seasons, Kyle Gibson has a batting average on balls in play of 328 or higher, including 330 last season. 
But the two years before that, it was 287 in both seasons. So there's a world in which Gibson gets a better shake in Texas this season than he has most recently in Minnesota. Last season, Jose Quintana posted a 4.68 ERA, the highest of his career. And there were some multiple statistical reasons that led to that unfortunate result. But part of it was his 326 batting average on balls in play. In 2018, it was 282. And he sits with a 304 batting average on balls in play for his career. So it should get better. A couple of relievers of note, too. The highest batting average on balls in play over the past three seasons, minimum 150 innings, is Luke Jackson's 347. And that's after putting up a 386 batting average on balls in play last year. It's not unreasonable to think that that 347 number is even sustainable over the long term. And Jackson isn't the Braves' closer in 2020, even though he saved 18 games last season. And, and that is one way for a closer to lose their job, right? The hits just keep falling in. And keep in mind that opponents only hit 265 off Jackson last year, despite that batting average on balls in play being 386. In any case, his results should be better in 2020. Edwin Diaz's first season for the Mets was a near disaster, in part because of a 377 batting average on balls in play. Diaz had a BABIP of 281 and 236 in the previous two seasons with Seattle. And he has a 311 batting average on balls in play for his career. He has to be better for the Mets moving forward. And some better results on balls in play is a good place to start. Time for a break. When I come back on the other side, I'll look at pitchers on the other end of the spectrum. Those that had a low batting average on balls in play last season and how that might impact their results in 2020. And we're back. The lowest batting average on balls in play over the past three seasons, minimum 150 innings, is Josh Hader at 228, followed by Steve Ciszek, 232. Again, those are relievers at the lowest of the low ends, so those are probably not sustainable levels for most pitchers. So that brings us to Justin Verlander. At 218 batting average on balls in play last season, he's clearly above average in terms of quality of contact that he allows, as Verlander has had a BABIP better than 275 for five straight seasons. But last year's 218 was a career low. He's still an ace caliber pitcher. No one's trying to dispute that, but consider that it's extremely unlikely that he'd be able to duplicate that batting average on balls in play again. Look at San Diego Padres right-hander Chris Paddock. He had a great rookie campaign, but some of that success was fueled by a 237 batting average on balls in play. His minor league results don't suggest that Paddock is somehow immune to the bounces that occur once the ball is in the field of play. So there's a very good chance that the BABIP will be higher in 2020. 35-year-old Jeff Samarja had a bit of a renaissance last season, partly due to a 240 batting average on balls in play. He's a little better than average in that respect, with a 289 batting average on balls in play for his career, but there's no reason to believe that Samarja can do that again in 2020. Emerging Cardinals ace Jack Flaherty had a low BABIP last season, 242, but was successful as a rookie two the year before with a 257 batting average on balls in play. His minor league track record would indicate that Flaherty may be a little better than average in this respect, but not by enough to believe he's going to keep hanging in the 240 to 250 range. Moving to the Twins this season, former Dodger starter Kenta Maeda has a 280 career batting average on balls in play, which is better than average but it was 243 last season, so there's little reason to expect him to hit that mark again this season. 26-year-old Rays pitcher Yanni Chirinos 
had some relative success last season, but a 246 batting average on balls in play was part of the reason for that success. If that batting average on balls in play comes closer to 300, which is around league average, it will be difficult for Chirinos to keep his ERA under four. Marlins starter Caleb Smith had some moments in 2019, but he finished with a 4.52 ERA despite a 251 batting average on balls in play. It's hard to see massive improvement in that ERA if he's already facing the statistical prospect of having more batted balls turn into hits. Now to the bullpen for some relievers that had unsustainably low batting averages on balls in play last season. Dodgers reliever Yimmy Garcia doesn't have much fantasy value. He's not getting saves. But it's noteworthy that his respectable 3.61 ERA in 2019 was with him having a 171 batting average on balls in play, an incredibly low number. If Garcia blows up in 2020 with a much higher BABIP, it shouldn't come as a big surprise. 29-year-old Cardinals reliever Tyler Webb had something of a breakthrough last season when he had a 184 batting average on balls in play. There's no reason to believe that is a sustainable standard for him, so don't be surprised if Webb's numbers fade in 2020. Now, 35-year-old reliever Tyler Clippert is an interesting case, not simply because he had a 204 batting average on balls in play last season, but the twin setup man has a career batting average on balls in play of just 239, and he's had three seasons in his career with a lower BABIP than last season. It appears that Clippert is capable of inducing relatively weak contact on somewhat of a consistent basis. Brandon Workman was outstanding for the Red Sox last season, and he looks like the, the closer of choice this year. But he also had a 209 batting average on balls in play last year. His career mark is 280, so he's bound for some regression, and that adds a layer of risk when considering him for your fantasy team in 2020. That will do it for today. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to lockedonfantasybaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Have a great day, and I'll be back in a couple of days with more statistical looks at the 2020 Major League Baseball season. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for fantasy baseball news and analysis.